Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Monday, December 20th, 2021. As I'm sure you've heard by now, the modernist apostate Jorge Bergoglio, also known by his pseudonym Pope Francis, has just wished all of the traditionalists in his church a very Merry Christmas. Of course, he did it in a way only he could. This past Saturday, December 18th, Francis had the prefect of his so-called Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, Archlayman Arthur Roche, release a letter in which he responds to 11 questions, dubia, they're called, about Traditionis Custodes, Francis' motu proprio released on July 16th of this year, that severely curtails the traditional Latin Mass and basically phases it out in the long run. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly the Vatican modernists can respond to dubia if they really want to. Cardinals Brandmüller and Burke are still waiting, after over 1,900 days, to have Francis respond to their dubia about the exhortation Amoris Laetitia, which permits publicly unrepentant adulterers to receive the Novus Ordo sacraments. The reason Francis won't respond is because he can't. No matter how he would answer, he would lose. He would either have to admit that Amoris Laetitia contradicts divine law, which would make it void since not even Francis can overrule God, or he would have to say that there is a misunderstanding and Amoris Laetitia doesn't, in fact, permit adulterers to receive the sacraments. But he can't say that either, because to allow them access to the sacraments was the whole point of issuing the document in the first place. And so, Francis does nothing. He simply sits in the Vatican and hopes the cardinals who submitted those questions will die before he does, and two of them already have. They were a total of four originally, and two are deceased now, and out of the two remaining, one is already 92, and the other just barely survived COVID. But then there are other dubia the Vatican has no problem answering, in fact was probably most eager to answer, and that's what happened this past Saturday. The document's official title is Responsa at Dubia, Responses to the Dubia, of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments on some provisions of the Apostolic Letter issued motu proprio, Traditionis Custodes of the Supreme Pontiff Francis. That's the title. Now, the instruction begins with some introductory remarks by Archlayman Roche, and he first explains that his worship congregation has received a number of questions on the correct application of Traditionis Custodes. And indeed, Francis' motu proprio had left some questions open. So, this instruction now was somewhat expected, I guess, also because Francis presumably wants to make sure that no conservative bishop will have any excuse to wiggle his way out of submission to him, the Frankster, on a matter so near and dear to his heretical heart, the suppression 
of the traditional Catholic Missal. And so, what are these new directives, these clarifications of Traditionis Custodes? Let's have a look. It's a total of 11 questions that were answered, and before anyone now says that that's not a binding document, it's not authoritative, it wasn't issued by Francis, it's just some archbishop talking, let me read you this portion. Quote, The Supreme Pontiff Francis, in the course of an audience granted to the prefect of this congregation on November 18th, 2021, was informed of and gave his consent to the publication of these responsa ad dubia with attached explanatory notes, unquote. So there, that thing comes with Francis' full authority. Not that he has any, but if you believe he's the Pope, then in your universe, he does. All right, so here's what the document says. I'm going to mention only the most important of the 11 points and uh, simplify them a little bit so it'll be easier to understand. Brace yourselves because this is really severe. All right, ready? All right, first one. Regarding the celebration of the traditional Mass in the parish church. Remember, Traditionis Custodes forbids it to be offered in the main church of a parish. And this new document now says that if the people who want this Mass can't find a suitable location for it, the local bishop can petition the Vatican for a dispensation to use the parish church temporarily, that is, until a proper venue has been found. And if the Vatican graciously grants the dispensation, well, then the Mass still cannot be advertised in the official parish Mass schedule. Okay? This is how much they hate anything reminding them of traditional Catholicism. All right, next point. The sacraments of baptism, penance, and extreme unction, and the nuptial mass for holy matrimony can only be celebrated in the traditional rite with the local bishop's permission and only in the so-called personal parishes that have already been established. So that would be churches used by the Institute of Christ the King, the Fraternity of St. Peter, and uh, similar groups. On the other hand, confirmations and ordinations are forbidden in the Old Rite entirely. Then, priests authorized to say the traditional Mass who refuse to celebrate the Novus Ordo for the Chrism Mass during Holy Week ought to have their permission to offer the traditional Mass revoked. But don't worry, first the bishop is supposed to reach out and attempt to establish a fraternal dialogue with the offending presbyter. Before a bishop is allowed to give permission to any new priest ordained after July 16, 2021 to offer the traditional mass, he, the bishop, has to obtain permission from Rome for that. Okay, <laughs> you can imagine how that's going to go, right? Yeah, uh, the document then recommends that permission for the offering of the traditional mass be given only for a time and not indefinitely. And then after that time is up, an assessment be made if the time should be continued or not. 
And then there are also a bunch of minor restrictions, which we don't need to get into. Things like, you know, if, if a priest who's, who's authorized to offer the traditional mass can't make it one Sunday, then whoever replaces him also has to have permission and stuff like that. Oh, and since all of this is obviously of the utmost importance to the salvation of souls, all of these stipulations went into effect immediately upon publication this past Saturday, December 18th. All right, so as you can see, this is beyond cruel. Okay? Rome is making it extremely difficult for their traditional mass people to still have their mass, especially when you compare it to what was allowed by Benedict XVI's Samorum Pontificum, which Francis uh, just revoked in July. The new regulations now are so severely restrictive and even silly to some extent that it's evident that they're not only torturing their traditional mass people, they're really enjoying it. They're laughing at them. These modernists are monsters. They despise Catholicism. They despise the holy sacrifice of the mass. They despise the so-called old church. That's because they've long established a new church with a new religion. And their original intent was always to get all the Catholics of the old church to go along with the new church. And when that didn't quite work out, rather than lose those people, the Vatican modernists decided to make some concessions to them in terms of the celebration of the traditional Mass. And look, I keep saying traditional Mass, but it's technically, it's the 1962 Missal of Angelo Roncalli, right? John XXIII, the man who called Vatican II. Um, but it's so close to the Missal of Pope Pius Twelfth and his predecessors that for our purposes here, we'll call it the traditional Latin Mass. Yeah, so the modernists allowed those people to have the traditional Mass because they figured that giving them the Mass, and you know, which they'd known from childhood, was probably a pretty good deal because it would keep them in the new church and keep them from making too much of a fuss, and eventually they would just die out, and then everybody would be in line with the new religion and the new Mass, and, you know, the so-called Novus Ordo Mass. That was the plan, but it didn't quite work. So the Vatican kept making more and more concessions to, to these people, the traditional Latin Mass people, in exchange for them staying in the new church. But the more concessions they made, the more those people distanced themselves from the new religion of Vatican II and the new Mass. The reason for that is that the traditional Mass teaches the traditional Catholic faith. It expresses the old and true ecclesiology of the Catholic Church being the one true religion, and the Holy Mass being the one true sacrifice of Calvary offered to the Most Holy Trinity in adoration, thanksgiving, petition, and atonement. At the end of the day, that theology is incompatible with the new Mass, which is essentially a Protestant Lord's Supper service in which friends gather around the table to share a meal. And if you're really conservative in the new church, 
you believe that what is consumed at that meal is literally Jesus Christ. But it's a meal nonetheless and not a sacrifice. And so this is why the modernists in Rome are so adamant about the traditionalists in their church having to submit to Vatican II and the new Mass. Whereas their original intent had been to give all these concessions for the traditional Mass in order to gently lead those people into the new religion, it got out of hand, and the traditional Mass became for them, or at least for many of them, probably most, the symbol of resistance to Vatican II and the post-conciliar magisterium. And the tantrum these traditionalists are now throwing proves it. Why do you think they're so upset? Because they want nothing to do with Vatican II or the New Mass or any of the post-conciliar garbage. Because that's not their religion. That's not Catholic worship. That's not the magisterium they follow. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, all this has been around since the 1960s. Why are they in a tizzy over it now? Because now it actually affects them directly in their personal lives. Now it acutely interferes with their practice of religion. See, in the last 33 years or so since John Paul II issued the Ecclesia Dei Indult, if the Vatican put out some heretical document, for example, they could just shrug it off and ignore it. They could resist it, speak against it, whatever. It didn't seriously impact their life. They used the old catechisms to teach their children anyway, and they went to the traditional mass. If John Paul II got anointed with cow dung by a Hindu priestess, or Benedict XVI prayed at a mosque, it was bad, but it ultimately didn't matter to them because they could ignore it. They could pray for the Holy Father, right? listen to tapes by uh, Gregory Hess, and subscribe to The Remnant, and read Michael Davies. That's how that worked. But now it's personal. Now the Vatican has actually moved to take away their Sunday Mass, or they've restricted it so much that it's extremely difficult to still get to it, and the writing is on the wall. The traditional mass is being phased out. No new traditional priests, except those Rome permits. Of course, they're going to permit very few, if any. And besides, as of this past Saturday, no more easy traditional baptisms, right? Now they have to jump through hoops to get that and definitely no more traditional confirmation. So if your son or daughter needs confirmation, it'll be either at the Novus Ordo, or it won't happen. Yeah, well, or of course you could go to the Society of St. Pius X, but officially that's not allowed. And yeah, of course, no more traditional ordinations. So what do you think that does to all those seminarians that were wanting to be traditional priests in communion with the new church? So that's why this is such a big deal now. And the reason why there is so much tension between the pre-Vatican II and the post-Vatican II is quite simply that the Vatican II religion is not Roman Catholicism. You cannot reconcile the Vatican II religion with the Roman Catholic faith before the Council. And this whole kerfuffle about the Old Mass proves it. 
See, if the traditional mass were perfectly compatible with France's magisterium and the whole new religion, if the old mass and the old catechisms were compatible with that, if they were essentially the same thing, then the modernists in Rome wouldn't care if anyone attended the traditional mass or used the old books. But they sure do care, don't they? So, from the perspective of a faithful Novus Ordo Vatican II believer, what the Vatican under Francis just did makes perfect sense. The council called for a liturgical reform. That reform was put together and promulgated by the Supreme Pontiff, and the prior liturgical rite was then superseded by that reform, and therefore it can no longer be used now because it was modified, right? It developed. Again, this is I'm speaking here from the perspective of the new church. Now, they showed some mercy to those souls that were really attached to the old Latin Mass and let them have it a little while longer, but always with the intent to rein them in, right? They just figure that we have a few stragglers here and they need some extra attention, some additional help to get them to comply with the new program. And now they're finding Wait a minute, after decades of our kind and generous treatment, these people have no intention of embracing Vatican II. They're hostile to the new mass and to the papal magisterium of the past few decades. They despise Francis. They use the mass we've generously given them and are saying that it alone is the true mass. They publish writings and give speeches denouncing the post-conciliar magisterium, the recently canonized saints, new liturgical directives, encyclicals and exhortations of the Holy Father, all the while proclaiming themselves to be the real Catholics. You know what? I think it's time to take away their mass. And then we'll see just how faithful they really are. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the perspective of the faithful Vatican II believer. And you know what? It makes all the sense in the world. It's not true, but it's totally consistent in itself. If Francis were Pope, then submission to him would be the living criterion for orthodoxy. Sounds scary, doesn't it? <laughs> well, there's your hint he's not the Pope. So yeah, this idea of the traditional Mass as a gracious concession to those who need a little more time to accept Vatican II and the new church, that isn't an invention of Francis. That was the thought behind any concessions Paul VI made to individual priests in the very beginning. It was the thought behind John Paul II's limited 1984 indult and then the broader Ecclesia Dei indult of 1988, and granted, it's a little more complicated with the 2007 Motu Proprio Samorum Pontificum of Benedict XVI. There, I think Ratzinger was trying really hard to get the Lefebvres of the Society of St. Pius X on board. So he tried to find a way to put the Novus Ordo Mass and the traditional Mass on an equal footing and concocted this utterly absurd idea of there being two forms of the one Roman rite that supposedly mutually enrich each other. I mean, just nutty stuff, right? But when that came out, 
Most of the semi-trats didn't care because they liked the result. They had their traditional mass and had it more widely available. And that was ultimately all that mattered to them. They didn't care that the theology that gave them their traditional mass was actually a train wreck, and a dangerous one at that. Novel Sorta Watch published a big article back then blasting Ratzinger for his dangerous and false theology, but of course it fell on deaf ears. Verrata Chaley and many of these semi-trad outlets were singing the praises of their Benedict XVI, who was now restoring tradition and whatnot, and you just couldn't get to those people. They were in ecstasy, and you were just a party pooper to them, a naysayer, a sedevaconist who was upset that the Vatican II Church was becoming traditional again and so do away with any need for sedevacantism, basically. Well, now the chickens have come home to roost, and the disillusionment, the frustration, the anger couldn't be greater. Well, theology has consequences. If your access to the traditional mass depends on the concession of modernists, then don't be surprised if one day that concession is revoked. What one modernist gives, another can take away. The real question is, why are you recognizing a modernist as Pope? There's a lot more to say about this, and say it we will. Also, we'll look at some reactions, especially from Michael Matt of The Remnant, in the next podcast, which I anticipate will be published within 48 hours of this one. Stay tuned. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.